Welcome to the Van Patten Podcast. Not vegan, not politically correct, just a whole lot of fun. What's up guys, in today's episode I'll be sitting down with Shankel from the Rutstruff crew. We're going to be recapping the last day of bear season. We had an absolutely crazy day, an adventure to say the least. Um, we've broken it in, into a couple parts, uh, so today we will drop part one. A few days later we will drop part two, so please stay tuned. Um, We'd like to also thank our sponsors. Uh, make sure you guys go and check out Peak Sherpa. Type in the code VanPatty. Save yourself 15%. Same thing goes with uh, Flux Sunglasses. And uh, we've also dropped the Morel uh, Shirt of the Month. Uh, so go over to our website, VanPattenOutdoors.com. Uh, cop yourself one of those. Of course, as always, we've got EO Boys merch as well as some rutch strut gear they're getting real low so get it while it lasts but uh without further ado let's jump into this thing started out what's up man welcome to the podcast um, back again back again yeah so today um like i said earlier we're gonna have we're speaking with alan and we're gonna recap a little bit of the uh the last day magic of bear season, which we've, which was a couple weeks ago. We're recording this a little late now, you know. Um, yeah. Shoot, it's probably two. It's been probably two weeks. Two, yeah, two-ish weeks. Almost I mean, three. my bruises are starting to heal. If that tells you anything. Yeah, yeah, uh, like three weeks ago now. Yeah, okay. three, it's been so. a minute. I'm I'm healed up pretty good i'm ready to get back after it i still wish it was bear season yeah i'm not gonna lie to you me too going back through all the pictures and stuff it's, it's really <clears> sad how it's gone but it ended with a bang dude it ended yeah it ended with a bang of that ch- literally changed my life L- literally changed my life we got our ass kicked dude yeah <laughs> hard oh, oh my gosh so we're, i guess we start at the very beginning um so you work all night long yeah we go so I go you to hit work. me up like the day before like dude uh yeah. you want to go kill a bear last day magic yeah. yep like no questions just let's go and that's been a thing of ours like last day that's what i don't know if it tells it to anybody what we do normally is like we grind our ass off every single season whatever or elk hunting bear hunting everything but you got we just fight to the very end you know and we have this thing called last day magic and you know we've killed multiple animals on the last hunt the last day and you know you want to keep grinding go after it so uh i needed someone i needed i need i need someone that could follow me up the steep ass mountain oh it's like a 2000 vertical foot climb and i knew that it's either going to be probably my brother or you and uh so yeah i gave you a phone call like the night before the day before and said dude this is where i'm going it's where we've had the most success where I've seen the most bears in the short amount of time, you know, it's, it's yeah. produced. So it's it's been a great spot. It was the most brutal spot. Yes, it, handed yes. with the best 
or the most bears we'd seen. Yeah, most bears. It, yeah, it's it, it's money, and we knew what we were doing when we had to go up there. We, you know, we brought water this time. Yeah, the Still. first time, the first time we went up there, uh, learning lesson, thought we could find water in the Hell's Canyon. Guess what? You can't. No. And that's why they call it the Hell's Canyon. Yeah. Uh, so going back in there, we knew. Yeah, let's bring some water. I thought, you know, we I was prepared for everything that we did. You know. Um, I would have brought some liquid potassium to do it. Now that I've learned more, like everything's a learning lesson, I would have brought some trace amounts, like micro trace amounts of, of straight up potassium so we could have mixed that with our water. No, for sure. And um, I actually, like, I would have brought some more enduro, mountain ops enduro. I brought, you know, I would have brought a lot more other stuff than it was. Last time, the problem was is when we went in there the first time, it wasn't near as hot. We didn't have the humidity. Right. Um, and also, we didn't have to run up that mountain to get up there. We didn't even get up there till 11 o'clock in the morning to the top where we wanted to be. Exactly. And, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And this time, we get up that uh, vertical grade half an hour, 45 minutes. Oh, dude, we huffed it. Yeah. I mean, I've it. got... Uh, my my T-shirt that I was wearing looked like I just got out of the the shower, completely yeah. drenched in sweat. Just ran up that mountain. It's weird that shirt got wet multiple times, but we'll go. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So for what happened was is like, uh, yeah, the night before, I call him, call Rich, and he says, yeah, man, I'll go. And so I'm pumped. I got someone to go with me. I was gonna go up there by myself. It was, it was all or nothing, you know. And, uh, I go to work. 11 p.m. is when I start work. I get off at 7 a.m. I'm out of vacation time at this time, so I couldn't, you know, take off the last day or the last night, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So I uh, got off work at 7 a.m., got back to uh, back home, and it was about a two-hour drive out to the trailhead. And we still had to unload the four-wheeler, yeah. drive to the trailhead, park the four-wheeler, and then we start our vertical hike. All the way up, and we're pumped, you know. We're we Last are jacked magic. up. Yeah, we're talking. 100%. We're pumping each other up. Said, you know, this is gonna happen. We're gonna get this done. Uh, we loaded a cooler full of beer and water, and you know, for celebratory stuff, we're already, you know, we're we're having already thinking about, you know, celebra- celebratory beers afterwards. We're just yeah. pumped. Yeah. So um, it's pretty warm already. We didn't get what it was at nine o'clock at nine thirty. Yeah. We got 9.30 when we got out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we hit the trailhead, and we're off. And we're on a pretty good fast pace. Going right all the way up the hill. And, man, we're, like, a quarter of the way up the hill, and I'm struggling. But I was just up all night working. And, sure. You know, last time we were out there, dude, we we set, we got to sleep till the sun came up. And, like, yeah, actually got some good sleep. And I underestimated all that. I should have. I took two bottles of water. We packed I packed two big bottles of water. You packed multiple, more yeah, water than I did, I think. Yeah, I brought four bottles of water. Yeah, and... Uh, four 32-ounce bottles of water, I should say. And so they're not 16-ounce, like little... Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. I had two, though, two of the 32-ounce right. water. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine with that. Uh, thinking in our head, it's a day, so all we got to do is wa- walk up to the top, the plane really from the bottom while we're hyping each other up is like we're just going to climb to the top we've seen bears every single time up there we're going to find that bear we're going to shoot that bear and we're going to walk off the hill and it's yeah a couple bottles of water shouldn't be a problem we got beer in the cooler yeah you know we'll be fine oh yeah i didn't think nothing about it but uh nor did i so we're cruising uh finally you know you get you get in the you get in the pace heading up that mountain and 
it took a while for that to happen, but finally we started, you know, starting kicking gears and going. We, and we finally got up to our glass and point, got up to the very top. What was it? 10.30? Yeah, early still. Real yeah, it was still good. Mm-hmm. It was actually, I feel like it was prime time. Bears, you know, you know, they'll get up in the morning, do their do their moving around, looking for feed. Yeah. And then they'll bed down and then they'll get back up for a while and start doing the thing again and then bed down again. And the midday madness kind of thing. Do you, well, it wasn't. We sat down. I didn't even look through the glass yet. I was like sweating so bad. I'm ch- chugging water. Yeah. I finished like I almost finished the first bottle of water in mine. Yeah. Got some Mountain Ops in you. Started making some lunch. I th- if I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, and I immediately just sat down, got my tripod out, put my glass up, started looking for bear. And uh, I hear a Rich say, "Hey, uh, I don't want you to freak out, but." I have a bear in the glass, and this is 20 minutes of sitting down. I haven't even looked through my binos yet, and I'm like, all right, so where is this bear at? And he's like, he's directly right in front of us, and I'm like, all right, so, I, you know, adrenaline's starting to pump. I'm getting pumped up. This is going to be easy, you know? This is going to be a cakewalk. He's already in shooting range um, of this, and what, we when you finally put the put the glass or got me on him what did we range him at like 500 yeah yeah i think far 400 and he was walking away yeah and he wouldn't stop moving he was literally just cruising Mm -hmm. but he wasn't cruising like you know he didn't get away right he didn't smell us or hear us or whatever he was just mobile he was kind of feeding at some spots catching a little bit of shade he would stop for a few seconds but then right after that he would go just go, 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 go. Yeah, so. and this bear was a, he was a cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a pretty, he was a darker cinnamon color. I remember it, he was a color phase. Like, sure. he had a pretty black legs all the way phased up to his, like. Very typical North. Uh, Hell's Canyon bear. Exactly That's right. exactly, like, yeah. all the bears you see over there, you, it's hard, it's weird. I don't really, rarely see black, black bears. You yeah. see cinnamons over there. And right. Occasional blonde, but decent size, little lanky. You look at the front shoulders of him. He was a little lengthy. He was a little skinny on that front leg. So you know, being four hundred yards, it's hard to judge size. But if I was gonna say, I'd probably say probably two pound, two hundred pound bear. Yeah, not the not bear. a giant bear. But last day it was and the setup was going it was, down. Yeah, it was it it looked perfect. But we wanted because it was last day talked it over and felt like you know he has no idea that we're around the wind is awesome we have all day let's do this right close a couple hundred yards um in kind of a weird spot in the hill because it's like three hills coming down so it's like this trifecta of angles to the north of us was a drainage and he was in that drainage but on the right side uh, on the east side of it. So if you picture a drainage right now, have a you, you picture a creek bed, and from north go flowing from north to south down into a bigger creek bed. He was on the east side of it feeding up there, but there's benches and there's just a big tall grass in areas, and uh, he's just feeding on these on this bench. But there was timber pocket on there, a nice you know not real thick timber pocket, but it had some old growth on it too. And, uh, anyways, I'm trying, I was like, should we set up? Should we set up? And we, I kind of get set up for a sec and there's just too many trees between us and he wouldn't stop and wouldn't, you know, so we watched him and he finally stops and he's feeding in one spot and I was like, dude, let's just get closer. Like, I, I want to make this a sure thing. 
and he agreed and so I was like okay let's do this so we dropped down we can still see him kind of but it still doesn't give us the angle that we want so we even drop down further into the main creek bed and we can't see him at this time but then we pop back up on the other side of the draw from us so it would be the west side of that little creek that he's on so I could be straight across from him almost and right, directly uh, across the draw from yeah, at this point yeah but from we thought we'd have a better angle from there but mm-hmm. there was actually too many trees there and I said all right we still have good wind and we're going to be all right if we let's just get on the same exact side he's on and by the time we pop up and see him we'll be at 200 le- less than 200 uh, 150 yards maybe right I was like, we'll just make this a chip shot be done and you know do this right and make sure yeah put the bear down quickly so try to do that uh we had some mishaps this season and that's what my whole thinking was is like let's make this a sure thing so we get down we're cruising i'm reminding you this is like 20 minutes we sat down and I'm you know I'm still sweating and like we're back on the move again cruising again and mm-hmm. it takes us 45 minutes to move all the way around there because we're moving slowly we don't you know we're checking wind we're doing all that and we finally get up to his side we well, we spotted him before we went to the, his side seeing him and he looked like he bedded down he looked like he bedded down on tall grass and I was like alright we know where he's bedded He's going to lay there. Let's get in good angle. So either we can shoot him in his bed or when he stands up, we'll shoot him. So we uh, get up on his side, start heading up the ridge. Wind's kind of starting to shift a little bit. It's about 11 o'clock in the morning, so it's starting to get a little weird. And I was like, kind it's kind of like do or die because I feel like the wind's going to mess us up anytime. Yeah. So we get up to the point where I think I'm going to see him. We don't see him. And I was like, what is going on? So... Well, there was like three times of that, man, of like, okay, it's right here, it's right here. No? Okay. Well, you must have just moved a little bit. Yeah. Right here, right here? Oh, no. All right. One more time? And then eventually it's like, well, let's just crest this entire fucking hill so we can look down and see what's going on. Yeah. And that's, that's dude, I I literally, I was more more confident about this than any of the hunts we've been on. Like, this, I, figured, I felt like this was a sure thing, and I, mm-hmm. I think that might have been the mistake, but... So I don't fit. We didn't get busted by wind. The wind wasn't never one time blew directly at him. And, no. and my, that's what I think. I yeah. don't. And so, I but I wanted to be safe. The wind was moving a little bit, but it was just changing directions. It didn't one eighty on us and start heading towards him. It was still in our face. Right. But we decided after the second time we crested on the hill to see where he was. We still didn't see him. So I we decided let's drop down a little bit. And when we're gonna move into those into that patch of timber. And there's a little creek bed on the other side of that, and maybe he drip, dipped into there. And that was my thought process. Like, he must be in there because we cannot see him. That's the only hiding spot he could really be from us. Yeah, well, micro topography is super big, too. Like, when you're looking across something, even if it's only four or 500 yards away, it's hard to be able to realize how small or how big sometimes those little, little benches mm-hmm. yeah exactly. and you could be sitting in there and you don't even know so you get up there and you realize like oh this is a game changer what we thought was just a small little bench is actually this giant dip that yeah here here he could be anywhere in this in this giant timber patch yeah you know? and not only timber but that is that this grass this is the last weekend in may so that tells you right there that like the grass the the height of this grass now is waist level, like yeah. at least. And, and sometimes I've we walk through stuff that was clear up to my chest. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like this this bear could be laying down and he could be just 
laying in this and we were going to walk right past him, but it's like, we'll see him, you know, he's the only big cinnamon colored <laughs> thing around right. here. Everything else is green. Right. So anyways, we start walking up this ridge thinking if I jump him, I'm at least going to be able to shoot him from close range. And like, so let's just do this. So we're working our way up, working our way up and nothing. And he's like, he just vanished, gone, disappeared. We took our time. We it was by the, from the time that we left our glassing spot when we had first seen him to then it was over an hour easily. Yeah, and we kept looking back towards the can either side of the canyon as we're walking to make sure that he didn't double back and slip on us or escape. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things where I I wonder maybe if some of that micro topography just kind of we hit him. You know, we maybe just walked right past him as he was bedded because like like said the last sight of him we thought he's for sure bedding down the time of the day kind of makes sense for it um and i think he maybe dipped into one of those bigger ravines that we thought were a lot smaller from four or five hundred yards away and we ended up just bypassing him being being quiet having great wind against us um i think we snuck right past him i don't think I think yeah. we stuck right past the. Door. I honestly agree. I feel like we, I don't, dude. He could have been asleep. We could have walked right past him in that tall grass. Never one time seen him. The wind. The only thing I could think of is like maybe when we walked up because we ended up walking to the top of that ridge that he was on to see if he bailed off the other side or just fed over and we missed him somehow. So we got up there, started looking around, and now my spirits are kind of crashing. Like I'm exhausted already can't find this bear that was going to be a chip shot easy he was already in range if i knew this was going to happen i you know you always look back and think i could have shot him at 300 then you know but Mm -hmm. uh, i just wanted to make it sure as a sure thing and what do you know and something bad happens again and now we we don't have a bear right pulled the slip on us so rich this whole time is keep trying to keep me in like a good mood he's we're we're hanging out we stop, we drink some water, we're talking about it, like what our next plan's going to be. We have a lightning storm going on miles and miles away, so I'm like walking and pouting like a baby, and he's over here taking sweet pictures of <laughs> lightning striking way away, and I'm walking. It's got some pretty cool pictures, but... So, uh, last time we were up there, uh, exact, almost exact spot that me and Rich spotted this bear this day, we sat down there, and we glassed another bear... Uh, but he was on the west side of that ridge that this bear was on, and uh, I shot and missed, and we're pretty sure the bear we spotted on this last day was that same exact bear. Mm-hmm. So, like, it actually kind of meant something that, like, if I would shot this bear, it would have been, like, a redemption. Right. This would have been awesome. But, anyways, we, we rehydrate up. We, you know... Chill out for a little bit, kind of soak it all in. Yeah, take the it. boots off, you yeah. know, just kind of get a new game plan started. Brush things off. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. And so I'm faced the towards the... We're sitting kind of glassing together, like I said, boots off, eating some food. I'm glassing, uh, I don't know what direction, I guess that was like south. I'm, I'm glassing south of this ridge. Kind of where I hope the bears are going to be, I should yeah. say. So if we find them, it's kind of an easier, uh, it's an easier retrieval. Access, yeah. <clears throat> Alan starts looking on the opposite side. On the a, uh, straight cliffs off of my left side. And and 
stupid I was even looking off there. But last time when I missed that bear, that bear ran directly that way and straight over down into there. Which is crazy to think about. It's a learning lesson for me because that stuff is so steep that I just didn't picture a bear ever just bailing off that. And for sure they did without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and to find bear on something living in just the steepest like i would picture sheep living there i mean it's we got cliffed out so many times because it was so so vertical yeah so it's it's crazy to me to see a black bear in there oh i know i know but it's it's so secluded up there and it takes so much hard work to actually get up in there it's all wilderness as well so there's no motorized vehicles there's no roads there's no any of that up there so this, it's just up on top of this is just is beautiful up there too and all these canyons are starting from the top of there um there's so much feed there's some timber in there and it's just it's and, perfect habitat yeah and besides water and well the water's bad for humans yeah. for elk and deer it'd probably be a little bit easier but in in that time of year where you know the end of spring still stuff's still greening up and you're up as high as you can get on these finger ridges, the, the, the beginning of these finger ridges, like the most photo opportunity. It's like the best place to take photos. Oh yeah. In the world. I mean, you got a giant river underneath you. It's just, I mean, if anyone's ever even been to hell's Canyon and looked around at these ridges, all these razorback ridges everywhere. If you've ever been on top of them, or most of the locals here that do bear hunting and probably listening to the podcast, you've seen the top of this stuff in like late May like this, everything's green. It's beautiful. You got like, thunderstorms rolling in miles away doing that it's so awesome man and 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 i'll kind of go over a little gear review right now like i was shooting a browning safari 300 wind mag with a vortex viper 6 to 24 by 50 uh, scope on it like um we had this thing i had this thing dialed i was having problems with it because it was i i didn't have the right mounts for it and i still i i thought it would work with this whole deal too but i used a two-piece um, base instead of a one piece base, which with the rings that I use and stuff, like they kept coming loose. Well, you know, anyways, like no, I, I had some situations that's with huge. it, and and I should have took more time to you know take care of it. But I felt we I felt pretty good, and it up to the point of, before I took this all off and got it uh, after season or whatever, I found some problems. Hmm. But uh, this is news to me. Yes, I'm learning this. I have the video on my phone just to. So what was wrong? Way. What was wrong with it? Was the it base was loose again? So you know, I would sight uh, every time I sight this thing in. Uh, I don't like to use Loctite. I've, I I worked as a sporting good manager before this. You know, and I see these guys come in with Loctite and they're using the wrong colors. Mm-hmm. Color of Loctite, and I, if I remember right, red is like locked up. Like yeah. you can't get that out. Blues, the... blue, you can actually break loose. But I still don't like to put that in the threads of my gun. Like right. Um, and just, but do, every it, time just you do it right and just put like a one piece, uh, Picatinny, mm-hmm. uh, with a 30 millimeter rings on it. It's perfect for a bigger caliber, but you start shooting a gun that has a lot of vibration that I don't have a muzzle brake on or nothing. Uh, it will loosen these screws up. Yeah. And, anyways, and, and another having... problem that people can have as well is because 
their bases are loosening after every series of shot yeah. to over tighten their rings as well, oh, which yeah. can be just as yeah. much as a problem as well, a loosening. Well, you're selling to pull the threads right out of it. So exactly right. But no, uh, that's huge, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. So How often were was it happening? You think like three shots and it was getting looser? I don't even know. Honestly, when I first put that scope on beginning of season, I should have just did it right in the first place, but. And I was excited. I was gonna just—I wasn't gonna go with the long-range setup. I was just gonna do my normal hunt setup until I figured I'm gonna be hunting this big country. I didn't have much time to get this done. I've—I've yeah. I've ran guns. I've, I've shot guns my whole life. I, you know, and I shoot guns all year round. But so it's not like it, me not practicing. But I've shot this gun a lot as well too. But I just—I didn't have the time to really get the one piece and all the right setup that I wanted. Yeah. Because it was the last no, man, kind of thought. Yeah, it's so easy to have happen. I yeah. mean, it's it's interesting to think, though, that how much time we put into bows and archery and shooting almost every single day. To make day sure your equipment is It's just dialed. And then I, I have the same problem with the rifle, too, because, like, I fancy myself a combination hunter, but I lean very heavy archery. Yeah, like, yeah. this year will be the only time I'll ever only have one archery tag in my pocket. I yeah. feel a little weird about it. I know. It. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. But... I still have, and, and I don't think you're the only guy that faces this thing where you you almost get so obsessed with the bows that it's it's almost natural to just pick up a rifle and be like it's it's sighted in we're we're squared away we're good to go. Now you're thinking that think of think of all of the marksman stuff that you work on with bows almost every single day. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And so, the thing is with this gun though is that I mean uh, before this whole season stuff I didn't have the scope to put on it yet. So when I was like last minute thought I was like you know what I'm gonna put this long range gun together I'm gonna get this dialed in at least I'll be dialed up to 800 mm-hmm. and uh, that should I could shoot yeah I was shooting 800 yards within a softball size group and I felt pretty solid about that but when I first went and sighted in I went out and shot and I shot and I shot and I got started getting groupings but my grouping started getting wider and wider well I was like something's not right. So I went and bought another box of shells, because I only had a little bit left of the uh, recent box the year before. Went and bought another box of shells. Could not get it to group. Well, for some reason, I just grabbed the scope, and I went to go, like, put it on the bench, and I felt it move or twitch, and this was before season. And I was like, no way. So I took the scope off. The base was loose, so I, you know, I tightened it, and Vortex is like, tells you to only tighten it like 25 pounds of Mm -hmm. torque or whatever. Well, I would go. I normally go to like thirty-five, and nothing more than that. And so I, I, I probably went more than that on this. I even tightened it way down or whatever. Well, it, we've been riding on a four-wheeler. We've been doing hiking. I mean, my gun's been in my backpack. Crazy We're hiking. It's a big too. country. You yeah. know, you're leaning against rocks, all that stuff. Right. Well, after season just now, I went and went to go take the scope off, and that base was loose again. And it wasn't as loose as it was when I was sighting it in, but it was loose enough that. The back end of that scope was moving a little, and, and that could do that. Some, some of the yardage we were shooting, or you were shooting this year. Um, yeah, we'll have to wrap this bad boy up here in a second. Um, some of the yardages that you were shooting this year, uh, just a tiny little bit, and honestly, off would equal some of the misses that you've had. Absolutely, and I, I missed. I, well, there was one. I'm not even gonna count as a miss because more of a hail mary. The first, Honestly, the yeah. first shot. That dude. That was just. That's, why I don't know why a guy wouldn't. All, everything was perfect. We didn't have bad wind. Nothing. Everything and was great. I've, it was time to like see what 
you were Whoops. capable of. Absolutely. And you know what? And like, and there may be people that will would talk uh, down against that, but me personally, like, that's why I'm out here, man. Like, is to, what if you would have connected me? Like, dang, like, so we you, can do this. Yeah, and I honestly I feel know. like you give me that setup again, and I'm gonna. I'm going to fix this setup right here. I feel 100% confident I can go out and do this. I mean, with the normal gun I usually shoot, I've had a 270 forever, and I've glass-bedded it. I've made that my baby, and I, you know what? I should have in the end. Now, without looking back, I really wish I just would have taken that hunting all year because I'm so confident one. with it. Yeah. I've killed I've killed two elk over 600 yards with it, and like, and it's a BDC scope. It's a it's a 4 by 12 by 50 scope on it, and like... I've shot Spike Bull two shots in a row at 700 yards right. just because I know the gun and I've shot it so well. But, sure. No, it so, makes sense on paper why you would pick a different gun than that. Yeah. In such a big country, it makes sense why you would steer away from that weapon system. And, you know, I, it's not like – and I I practice. I shoot coyotes all year long. I, I usually have at least a rifle tag every year, whether it's a deer rifle tag. Sure. Or some, yeah, not elk. Archery is my. Sh- but is my this the first year you've shot your three hundred? Uh, no, that three hundred I've shot two years ago. But yes, this year was the first year I shot since two years ago. But I practiced with it before, you know. Sure. I sure. shot. Uh, but you, most uh, of your rifle kills have been from that two seventy. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. I've killed nine bulls with that two seventy. Right, and none from this. Yeah, and none. Yeah, but <laughs> none from that three hundred wind mag. I feel like the three hundred wind mag is like. Bad luck. We've talked about this <laughs> it, on the mountain. We were like, it's been kind of like, I don't know. I think. Hey, there's history with rifles, man. Yeah. And I totally is uh, superstitious as that is. I believe in that weird stuff, man. Like, uh, I don't even want to touch that rifle. And yeah, well, I mean, and that's the setup I had this year. I wasn't 100% confident, which I feel like every time you leave to go on the mountain with whatever weapon you go, you should have 100% confidence in it. And totally. I didn't, and that's my mistake. But I feel like all. Other than that, I mean, like, uh, I feel like we're more prepared this year than we've been, I've ever been. I feel like our tactics were top notch. Like we we were very productive at finding bears. Totally. Uh, we made a lot of good decisions on how to get to them. Yeah. And things just well, weren't falling the well, way that yeah. they should. Like normal. I mean, it's hunting. That's why it's hunting. Well, but, I mean, Cody always talks. Cody Rich always talks about like the evolution of a hunter. And this is the evolution, man. Like you think, like I don't really see anything that happened to like rat, like to to recap all of bear season. I don't see any of this as like failures. We learned so much this year, uh, uh, in so many different categories. Oh yeah, that's like it's just the evolution of like next year. Um, maybe now that now now that you know, I'm not gonna mess with that 300. I'm gonna go to the old faithful. Like it just. No, it's another step into actually getting to that goal. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't. And that's I don't what me and you are sitting here talking. We talked about it right after this last day. I was like, you know, I think this next year is what I'm going to do is I'm going to maybe not build from ground zero to the gun I want, but I'm going to pick a gun that uh, a brand I like. I'm going to get a glass bedded and I'm going to make it into uh, a long range gun pick the exact caliber I want to shoot and like, and build something that I'm going to be very, very confident in and I'm going to work with it all year. And you know, it it interests me to do all this stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, And like, yeah, taking the same approach 
that you do with your bow. Exactly, because archery rack. season, like, there's nothing, and archery hunting and elk hunting, elk hunting is the biggest thing. Like, I am very confident when I go on the mountain. I feel like this is my game now. I finally, mm-hmm. now there's no, you know, I learn something every time I go up there, but to look for an elk, but I, I'm confident in it because I'm, I've been very successful at it, you know, but this bear thing is like, it's been a very challenging. Everyone thinks, oh, it's easy. And you know, it's, it's bear hunting. You just spot and stalk, shoot them long sure. range. It's not easy, man, because no. there's a lot of, I mean, you'll hear in this, this episode right here, how many things could be thrown in your face without expecting it and things you weren't prepared for and things that you should, you know, the unexpected things that happen and all this yeah. stuff. And I mean, that's the great part about it is that's hunting. And not only in this in, adventure did I learn about hunting bears, we learned about, you know, uh, 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 field craft, but some of these experiences that you can have in the wilderness uh, taught me about myself, you oh, know, man. just like on the near uh, brink of death um, will we'll kind of teach you, a, you know, you, you get pretty internal sometimes and think of like, man, what if that would have happened? Or what if this would have happened? Or being the guys that are with you. Like, honestly, before you were hunting with me for the spring barrier hunt, I, did, I was like, I wonder how he's going to take the kind of country that we're, we've been hunting for this stuff. Like, I didn't know because we've yeah. never really hunted together. Right. It's but I learned thing. a lot about you, about like how much drive you have and you just had a camera in your hand you know you right. didn't have the rifle in your hand so i was like man this guy earned it definitely earned a spot in my book for coming with me and doing this but anyways yeah this is gonna we ended up not finding that bear on the mountain and we ended up glassing up glassing on this next side and uh yeah we'll leave it there. yeah let's let's let's, leave, let's it leave it as a cliffhanger i'm actually going to post this as a part one tune in if you want to hear how I nearly died. Alan has some some injuries from it, um, and and just a very interesting last part of the day. Um, so that will be uh, that will be up in the next week or so. Part um, two, part two of the last day of Bear Magic. Um, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, man, I'm excited for part two. Part two is gonna be crazy. Tuned. Thanks, guys.